you taught me how to edit videos on Final Cut Pro when I was 10. And I was like, we're going straight to the professional platform. I don't call I you- I love that you call me Helen. I barely <laughs> call you mom. Always said that you've been my favorite boss. You know why that is? Why? Because I believe in you. Yeah, you trust I me. trust you. Yeah. yeah. As you know, we are more than just a mother-daughter duo. We are best friends, business partners, dance partners, and more. Despite living on opposite sides of the country, we talk every single day, multiple times a day. <laughs> and yes, we talk about... We talk about it all. Work, life, social media, shopping, family, hopes, dreams, goals, nothing's off the table, and we're inviting you to the chat. This is yours truly, a glimpse into what goes on behind the TikToks and inside our conversations together, even the extremely long tangents. And when you join the chat, you're not just a listener, you're officially part of the family. Although we officially started working together in November of 2022, my first job working for mom was back when I was eight years old on the set of a toy commercial as a hand model. Aw, I remember that. Since then, Julie went off to forge her own path while I took one of my own, doing the producing and directing. And in the fall of 2022, the stars finally aligned for us to be working together full time. We're going to talk about how and why we work so well together as a mother-daughter duo in a professional setting, our journey to get here, and our vision for the future. All right, so let's talk about how we got here, Julie, and let's let's go back a little bit. Can we? Let's go back, way back. We're going to go back to fifth grade. Why? Because in fifth grade, you taught me how to edit videos on Final Cut Pro when I was 10. <laughs> you were 10 years old, and I had finally learned myself how to do Final Cut. And it was, you know, at the time, a professional editing program. And you were doing these stop motion videos for school and then with friends for fun. And I was like, I'm not going to teach her iMovie. We're going straight to the professional platform. And mm -hmm. I taught you how to do Final Cut Pro. I was like, at first thinking, is this, you know, the best course of action for you? Because I, you know, I know a lot of kids were doing editing on, you know, simpler platforms like iMovie. Mm -hmm. There weren't apps back then, but iMovie was on the laptop. And I just thought, no, I want, I want you to be able to do all the bells and whistles because I could see your creative potential. Mm -hmm. And so that's where it all started, your editing career. So you've been yeah. editing for a long time. Also, let's talk about your hand modeling days with your little hands. My little hands. <laughs> little hands. My little hands. Julie's always had little hands, like almost like baby hands. Now, now not I so don't. much. Not so much with the nails grown, but when she had short nails, she her hands always looked like childlike. And being in the toy commercial arena that I was in, we did a lot of toy commercials with kids, young kids, and we needed to do close-ups with button pushing and turning dials on toys. And so there was a commercial shoot, and our hand model that we usually used wasn't available, so we brought you on set. So that was another little <laughs> history of of you being in the production world very mm -hmm. early on. And I loved bringing you to work. Do you I remember coming to work. to work with me? I loved going to work with you. It was cool, right? It was so fun. I got to like skip school and we went into New York and I don't know, it was always so fun. We'd get Johnny's whatever luncheonette for breakfast and we'd get like little English muffin sandwiches and I get a chocolate milk and then we'd go up to your office. Yeah. And I just loved being in your office and watching you work. I didn't know what you were doing. I just liked sitting there. <laughs> I don't know what I was like, doing either. <laughs> coloring and I just Yeah. When you were at work with me, it was like we had a little routine. We did have a little routine. We it got our fun. lunch, we got 
we got snacks, went for a little walk, and it was just fun. And I loved when it became a thing to bring your daughter to work day. That was like a big highlight for me because then I could actually bring you to work legitimately, Mm -hmm. and it was really, really fun. So I enjoyed that. I think um, the two of the things that stay in my mind from those days were, number one, when you were so creative and when I had a business with a partner and then I had my own business, you always were creative in making me gifts that were related to my work. And I kind of loved that because it spoke to me that that was an important part of me to you. Mm-hmm. So you made me this gigantic book. Do you remember this thing? It yes, was like I do. this big, like no joke. I wish you could see it, but we're like talking like three feet high and like two feet wide. Pages of, you know, pictures of me at work and things that were related to the name of our business and, and, It was like the coolest thing. And it spoke to me that this was an important part of me in your eyes. And I love that. And then the second thing, which is probably going to make me cry now again, it seems like that's a theme on these episodes. But when you came home from school one day and you said you had to do a project and you had to talk about and write about your role model. And I was like, oh, who's your role model? And you said it was me. I could not believe it because, you know... (laughs) It's hard to, it's really is hard to talk about it without, without getting emotional because I just never realized that I was more than my mom, more, I never realized that I was more than your mom. Like you saw me because typically people see their mom as their mom and then they have like, you know, whether it's a celebrity or somebody that they, they look up to as a role model. So you l- literally I fell apart that night <laughs> when you told me that for real. I couldn't believe it. I still don't. I still can't believe it at this point. And well, it just. I don't know. Reflect like thinking back. I know. Obviously, you your career was a priority. And I know that sometimes like growing up, I didn't understand that because mm-hmm. you missed like field trip. Like that's so, like I'm mad at myself that I got upset over those things because like now I see, like can you know, think back on it. And I'm so happy you prioritized your career and that you were constantly building businesses and like doing creative things and you didn't just you know work in an office it wasn't that you, you didn't just work in an office but you worked and you made tv commercials you worked on sets and you did all these cool things and i think that is like deeply ingrained mm-hmm. in my brain as like you know if motherhood becomes a part of my journey one day like my career is 100 percent gonna still be a right. priority and i know it's possible because you did it yeah and it was hard i know and i'm hard. gonna say you know, if I even think about those days, and oh boy, it's hard to think I about feel, those days. I could think, I could cry thinking about. We didn't have bad teenage years, no. but I think we had bad childhood years of me not understanding why, like you couldn't be at things. Yes, and there was times where, oh my God, I cried. Like I would be trying to get home to things, and I would be like in the car sobbing because I wasn't going to make it for something mm-hmm. in time, or. I'd be somewhere and then I'd come home and you were already asleep. Yeah. And you would, you wrote me this note that I probably should read, but I I can't. I remember the note. I hate it. I want to burn it. I have the note. (laughs) (sighs) And it was like, I guess it wasn't important for you to come home. (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) cry. No, don't cry. It's fine. I know. I appreciate that you did all that. I don't know. I think it's major. Like, I think that. I loved I love seeing you as a person who has prioritized their career and you're not not to say that it's a bad thing if like someone decides they want to be a full-time mom, like not right, no right. shame to that at all because that is also a job and valuable of a, too job and so of, of itself but right. at the same time I yeah deeply appreciate 
the prioritization that you put on your career over the years. Oh, and I, I apologize for oh, whatever no, I put please. you through as oh. an emotional six-year-old oh. with a with a big imagination and a, and, a, and, a, and a pad of paper. And you did have a big <laughs> imagination. And I think that the reason I saved the note is because... Oh, hold on. Pulling oh, it together. No. no, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. Because this is real reality. Like, we're going to talk about things that are going to make us, like, you know... Sad. <laughs> hold on, I'm gonna pull it together. Anyway, hold on. Um because I know what I want to say. I just want to say it not crying. Okay. So the reason I saved the note is because many times through the years where I have met peers and women that were stay-at-home moms or whatever, and they were always like, You're so lucky. You're so lucky. You have this great job. You're so lucky. <laughs> and there was a sacrifice yeah. that came with it. And that note is a reminder to me that there was a sacrifice. And it just makes it so real. So it's like, it keeps me grounded. Yeah. And remembering that, you know, this wasn't just like this easy ride to the, you know, to where I am now. That there was things that I gave up and there was things that I missed. And there was yeah. times where I couldn't get it's okay. You know, I feel like we're in therapy now. <laughs> we wouldn't be able to work together right now. And right. like, I know it like stunk. You didn't like back when I was like seven, that like, you didn't get to come to like the freaking Liberty Science Center. Right. But now we get to go on our ski trips and work together and we get to do like right. stuff that is so much more cool and Stuff that I'm going to remember way more than going to a museum. Right, right. You know what? I've always been in it for the long game. (laughs) (laughs) This was your plan all along. (laughs) This was my plan. Oh, my God. But it's true, though. I, I, I did save it now that I can talk about it without being, like, completely babbling right now. But I did save it because it was a reminder that it wasn't an easy road, that it was not without its sacrifices. And it was and it wasn't always perfect. And I didn't always get to do the exact right thing. And I think, I look back and I think, I did it all. I baked the cupcakes for the cupcake sale. I didn't go buy them because I wanted to bake them just like everyone else. And I took the time and I'd be up late at night doing things because I needed to make up for mm-hmm. the things that I was not there for. And I, that is so real to me. Like I think back on it and it's, it's very vivid of me you know, determined to be super mom. Like, I can do it all, you I mean, know? I think you were. And, oh, <laughs> she's going to send me right back now. <laughs> but that was a really tough time. And it's it's also, um, again, we're looking at it in hindsight. And it's certainly nice to do that now to know where we are today. But we yeah. couldn't have predicted this at the time. So to everyone listening who might be th- questioning what they're doing or thinking I'm not spending enough time or I'm not, you know, I'm not there enough, it's... The quality of time you spend with your kids, because when we were together, it was me and you. Like we would, mm-hmm. we, I prioritized girl time. We went and we did shopping things. And we're like, <laughs> we, right? Whenever the boys would go, my, my husband would take the guys golfing. It was like we had our little routine. We would bike if we were at the beach. We'd bike here and we'd do our lunch here and we'd have our shopping thing. And, you know, if we were, if we were in Chatham, we would have a different routine when they were out. So I feel that we did make up for it by these other things that we did together that mm-hmm. other parents wouldn't prioritize because they were with their kids all day long and they don't feel like, you know, doing yeah. shopping or lunch or whatever. So I don't regret it by any stretch. No. I just 
you know, again, save that note as a reminder. But also, I'm gonna steal that. No, note. I'm gonna. I'm gonna burn never, it. never gonna tell you where it is. But it's also um, just being able to look back on it gives you such good perspective yeah. of it's it's okay to not be perfect. And if I could go back, I probably wouldn't stay up too late baking the cupcakes. I might have got a few extra minutes of sleep. <laughs> you probably appreciated the. Cu- yeah, let's... you probably appreciated the cupcakes though as a baker, right? I did. Yeah, I loved sweet. <laughs> I liked baking. I mean, we baked a lot together, but I mean. I definitely think, yeah, we would not be able to be working together in this capacity full time at a startup that we're running yeah. if it had not been for like the professional journey you had taken. Because your entire professional journey, even before I was born, before I was even a thought, has led up to this moment of you being where you are and being approached by... A, B, C, and, you know, starting a new, another third business, not That's just the first, not just the second, a third. Right. You know, you would not be here. I would not be able to sit. We wouldn't even be, like, talking. Right. Like, we, like, I don't even know where I would be. Because I also think, I will say this, and we'll probably talk, touch on it in the next episode, that you focusing on your career, but it not just being, like, an office job, which is totally, mm. obviously totally fine, gave me the insight that I do not need to follow a traditional career path the way, like, dad has a traditional career path. My brother has a traditional career path. Right. My boyfriend has a really traditional career path. Like, having that perspective gives me, like, the freedom to know, like, yeah, after college, I was a freelancer and I did side gigs and I didn't really, like, focus on finding a full-time job because I just wanted to, like focus on being creative right so you weren't afraid to have that outside thinking because you've seen it successfully happen yeah Yeah, that's that's awesome so so now let's just talk about how how socialized came to be how did you even get approached by this vc because i remember it being a thought and i remember talking about it over dinner one night with the whole family and you were like should i do it should i not do it it was like you were debating whether or not you're gonna go on a date like that's how we were talking about it like that's <laughs> so funny it was because it was everyone was there like it was dad tommy Jeff, like everyone was there yes. we were all giving our input and it was like should you go on this date with this vc <laughs> I know, and not, and now knowing what I know about VCs, because I really didn't know anything. You didn't know anything. Um, I'm thinking, my God, it just was like amazing how it happened because most people have to apply and get accepted, and here it just came to me, believe it or not, from TikTok. So uh, they saw me on TikTok, this this venture company that was interested in in bettering the lives of older adults, and they saw what I was doing on social media and how I was sort of uh, a little bit of a different type older person on social media that I was actually tech savvy. I could teach others. I was creating a community of older adults who were really excited to get on the platform as well. So they looked at me like kind of like as an example to, to an, to, to the way you can stay vibrant as you age. And so with that said, they approached me and invited me into their entrepreneur in residence program. Didn't know what that was, had to do some calling to Tommy and some research to figure out what does that even mean. And I ended up spending eight weeks building a business with the help of a team of people from the, the venture capital for the, I will call them a studio, the venture capital studio. And we put together this idea of Socialize, which is uh, a platform where older adults can come and learn social media. Unbeknownst to me, this was going to grow into something a bit more than just for older adults, because now not only do I have a very large demographic of, I'd say, 50 plus 
plus people that are learning. I, I'm also inviting in, you know, younger people seem to be learning from this as well because of the pace that I teach and my style of teaching. So I've enjoyed that. Got officially funded in February 2022. And things were trucking along pretty well until we had to take a, a little sidetrack when I was diagnosed with lymphoma and had to go through that, which we'll cover in full on another episode. But when that happened, I did have to table things and slow it down a bit. And that is really when you stepped in and gave me the right hand help that I needed. Mm-hmm. And so when you started helping me with your limited time, which was, you know, you had a full time job at the time, you're helping me kind of on the weekends and the evenings mm-hmm. and trying to help me keep it going, which was so appreciated. And now it just was the right time and it made sense for us to come together formally and, and really hit it yeah. head on. And we're really excited about it now. Yeah. I'm so happy that I get to, I've always said that you've been my favorite boss because I've always <laughs> worked for you as a PA. I worked for you making graphic designs and I've tried working on commercial sets with other producers, yes. directors. I remember that you did some other, you were I PA'd called on other you and I was like, I'm never working on a TV set again unless it's for you. Like I was like, I hated it. And I think I realized it's because I really liked working for you and I think that was a trend that just continued in all of my jobs. I was like, it's just not the same as working with mom. It's just not the same. Like, it's not as enjoyable. I'm not as, like, understood. I'm not saying, like, all my jobs are this because I had really good jobs. Like, before I came to work for you, I really loved my job. And I loved the people that I met working there. And I loved, like, the friends I've made that I'm still friends with now. But... When you asked me to come work for you, it was like, ah, oh, finally. Right. <laughs> like, I was worried about doing that, too, because I didn't want you to feel the pressure. I also wanted you to be able to say no. Yeah. And um, But I think that if I'm going to say what I know I can bring to the table and what I do in my job with other people that are not my family or, you know, other mm-hmm. crew people I work with, I'm a really good communicator. So I, I know exactly what I what I what I would like from, you know, a team. And I also know what it's like to be on the other side of it, where the person that I'm working for or with doesn't communicate to me. So I don't want to be that person. Like, I want to be clear. Here's what we're doing. What do you think? What are your thoughts? I want it to be collaborative all the way. I love to lean on people whose skills are better than mine, like big time. And when I look to you for strategy, I am seriously not just blowing smoke. Like, I want to know, what should we do, Julie? What do you think about this? Because mm-hmm. I know you're better at that than me. And so my joy of working with you is I feel like we complement each other so tremendously well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know my skill set and it's like, I'm out there. I'm like, I could, you know, let's make a podcast. You know, when you said that, I was like, yeah, let's make a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm just all about embracing it and then just diving in. And mm-hmm. I love to be, I get so excited about everything, as you know, and sometimes I have to be calmed down. Yeah. Calm down. And sometimes I'm doing a million things at once and I need to be like focused in a lane and that's mm-hmm. what you help me do. So our our complementary skill sets are just perfect for working together. Yeah. And the fact that you have even been equally as communicative with me to say we have to have boundaries. Yeah. You know, I think two things like when I when the offer came for me <laughs> to come to work for you, um, you know, you you wanted me to come and you knew what you needed me to do, but you also were like, you know, write your job description, which I love doing. But then on the other side, I was like, are you just giving me this job because I'm your daughter? Like, oh. I had to grapple with that a lot. Really? Yes. Because I, I was like, that. I feel like, 
And I talked to Steven about this for like hours. Oh, wow. This is so enlightening. The timing was perfect for me to come work for you. But I always was like, is it just because like, you know, I'm your daughter? But Steven's like, are you good at social media strategy? And I'm like, yes. He's like, are you good at at X, Y, and Z? And like, I... I do have all the components. You do of have like all the, the person you would You're the need. Perfect person. <laughs> so like I know that I am, but I definitely think that was like I don't know. Yeah, you didn't know that. I always like get nervous. I always get nervous about like not just yes. now. Always I'm like, you is think- it weird? Because I don't want people to treat me differently because you're daughter, and that's why I call you Helen. Right. Like it's I don't call. I you, love that you call me Helen. I <laughs> barely call you mom. I just. Like, you have to know our family to know why I don't call you mom as much, just because everyone's like, hey, mom, hey, mom, hey, mom. And I don't want to bother you. Another theme of like, <laughs> another, theme another, of another theme. episode. Yeah. <laughs> so I call you Helen. And that also gives us like a good boundary. Yeah. I think like when I came to work for you, we needed those boundaries. And one of them for me was um, when we'd worked in the past together, you were working 24 7. And I have learned to compartmentalize right. my work to be nine to five Monday to Friday. Right. And that Saturday and Sunday are days to relax. Yeah. And focus and, on other things. And too. focus on other things. And in our family, Saturday and Sunday are for more projects. Yes. Like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> You're not doing something on Saturday and Sunday. That's the way the police roll. That's the way we roll. So <laughs> we're always busy. When I came on board, I, I mean, we talked about it. We talked about different boundaries we wanted to set in terms of me. I didn't want to be talking about work like after 5 p.m. Right. I didn't want to be talking on work on the weekends. I wouldn't want to really be texting about work. Like I wanted to make sure, like, our communications were in Slack or so in we, different yes, things. So because otherwise like things a get forgotten. That's for, for sure. So setting those boundaries and making sure, like, I felt comfortable was really important, especially as I was stepping in as, like, the COO. And I wanted to organize. And I wanted to make sure, because we already had, like, four or five contractors working with us. Right. So it wasn't just me and you. It's me and you plus four other people who aren't family. Right. Plus one other family member. (laughs) But there's other people involved and they might not have the relationship where I can be like, mom, stop texting me. Like, stop talking to me about work right now. Right. Like the way they can't. So I think that might have been a little, was that eye opening to you for me to be like, no. It was really yeah. <laughs> helpful to me because I think my problem, and and this may be a good or a bad problem, I'm not sure, but my wheels are always going. And a lot of the times during the weekend, I am thinking about work things mm-hmm. in the evening and think it's been the nature of production. Whereas mm-hmm. like production is not always in a nine to five box, in an eight to eight box. Sometimes it's like over the weekends, I have clients texting me. Yeah. So that puts me into a different mindset. It's also, it's also a different skill set that I possess like I can be talking about work one minute and then click it off and I'm on to the fun I don't and then you can mention to me something an hour later right in the middle oh we're hiking now and oh yeah blah 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 work thing okay boot and then I'm back to having fun Mm -hmm. so I can very successfully turn on the work thing Mm -hmm. and off the work thing really quickly but I know other people cannot and I know not just you when I say other people wink wink I mean other people, you know, in our family, other people that I know in my life that yeah. they can't when they're working, they're in work mode and mm-hmm. then they want to be in vacation mode. And so I respect that. And I feel like I'm grateful that you even mentioned it in the beginning. And it wasn't even like you mentioned it when we first started working together, even when we were you were still just like freelancing and helping mm-hmm. uh, during the, 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 you know, summer months that you actually said, can we just not talk about this on the weekend? Or we had to make time to talk about non-work things. Yeah, and I was that's like, when it got really bad. That's when it got bad, yeah. I remember I... Because I was 
spinning all the time. And I was like, which is it's fine for production. But when we're going into this realm where we are, it's a business and it's, you know, production is different. Production is you have a job and you have to get it done in the next six weeks. And then you got to do everything. You're all in at that point. When we're doing, we're starting a business that's going to be nine to five. Like it's it's, it's going to be ongoing. Yeah. Right. So we need to establish, you know, that cadence. I completely lost my train. Yeah. I think what I'm going to get you back on the train because when we're, when, when I'm doing production, it's like a, we know there's a beginning, a middle, and an end, and then that is over. When you're running a business, it's ongoing day in and day out for an indefinite amount of time. Mm-hmm. So whereas you're in a production gig and you're like almost like in it with the family and you're living 24-7, this production and things pop into your brain at midnight and you're just putting it, you know, you're texting it to someone, just mm-hmm. that's how we roll. But that is not sustainable for running a company, for no. running a business. It's just not. It's it's a different mindset for production. And so because my mindset has been years, 35 years in the making of production, mm-hmm. I kind of just spiraled right into that with business too. It's like, oh, now we're going to, I'm just going to send yeah. this person to know because I'm thinking of this right now. And like, so I do think it helps. We're learning along the way. So having a strategy person involved where this is where Grace McCarrick comes in, our culture CEO, because <laughs> having her involved and keeping us kind of keeping us honest, like, okay, what are our strengths? Who's doing this? Mm -hmm. And what are our boundaries? How are we setting up our communication plan? So having that in place was so important to me that a lot of businesses don't think culture, setting up culture is important until you grow. That was what I was going to say. Not all of my jobs have been bad. I have not worked for terrible bosses always, but I have worked in very toxic environments and when we, when you offered, when I started working with you, I really wanted to make sure, especially when I was like, I want a four day work week so I can have the like Fridays to work on creative projects. I want to work nine to five. I want to make sure we have boundaries so we keep our mother daughter relationship intact. I wanted to make sure that, especially if this grows and this becomes like a real, it is a real business. If it becomes like a bigger business and we have more employees, I want to make sure that we are building this company that has like a so- actual structure, sol- solid structure, structure and like culture where people enjoy working. Because I've been at so many random freelance and contract jobs where it's just like it's miserable yes. and I hate it. And like the last, th- I just want to be done and I don't even want to like talk to people. So I wanted to make sure that we're setting that we this are up actually now. enjoying our work now. This is so. Key. I can't really emphasize this enough because I learned, and I, I don't mean to be plugging the culture thing mm-hmm. so so heavily. And and Grace McCarrick, I, I owe you for this, but because I paid attention to it and felt it was so important in the beginning, I feel like I have a core, mm-hmm. like the roots are set, and I feel like. If you wait until things are spiraling and then you're trying to back into that and yeah. create that, I think you're you're doing your business a disservice. Yeah. It's just better to start it at the roots and then you're – so that way everybody that comes into it, even just the idea that we know what our North Star is as yeah. a business. We know that everything has to fit into the North Star of us helping people, shining light on others who mm-hmm. feel invisible. That being our North Star, everybody in the business knows – that this is what our core is. And so all the decisions we're making, all, I sound so Jersey, all, all the decisions we're making are actually answering to that, yeah. that core purpose. And I think that's important. Yeah. And so, so creating that is, I know we went, that was a tangent, but that was a tangent yeah. well worth traveling. It was. In my opinion. <laughs> um, I was going to say. Go ahead. Go ahead. You could start to wrap it up, but. We have so many things going on. We have oh, yes. socialize. You have your mothership TikTok and Instagram. Mm-hmm. You have we have the creative for- well, that's a part of socialize. We have the creative forecast. I have my social media things. I have my newsletter. Now we have this podcast. 
I wanted to know, I wanted mm-hmm. to kind of end the episode on a fun prediction of out of all the things we have going on, if we each had to predict what was going to take off big time, like put us on the map, what do you think it's going to be? Oh. And this will be cool to look back in. Like it will years. be cool to look back on because I, you know, I vacillate almost like every day thinking which the thing is. And I think in my perfect bird's eye view, all the things lead toward point towards socialize because I want to believe that that's going to mm-hmm. be the be all. But I also, if I had to search my soul and say, what's the thing that gives me the most joy right now? This moment <laughs> is what's real. I can't even explain why. I think just the fact that I was in here crying a second ago, <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say about that. But I just think that maybe it was all leading up to this. And mm-hmm. and that that's not to say it's going to be at the expense of anything else no. we're doing. I'm just, this is like a fun it's prediction. A fun this prediction. is a fun, lighthearted prediction. This isn't like a pick one, pick one right. out of all of them we're not and kill the rest. No. Like, no. <laughs> we're not killing the rest. No, but I think they... As, I think yeah. that, uh, she was going to go create. Yeah. I, okay, go ahead. What is your thing? What is your prediction? Well, I mean, I was going to also say that this podcast because I think this is something. Oh, well, I think I've been push, not pushing, but I've been suggesting this as a concept for such a long time now. And not because, and it's mainly because of your audience and the loyalty that you've built with your following and how connected you are to them, knowing that there's that type of community out there. I'm just like really excited. And I think, you know, when we've discussed ideas for this podcast, we were originally just going to talk about work. We were originally just going to talk about something else. And my perspective on it was we have such an interesting dynamic as a mother-daughter duo and thinking about other people who might not have a great relationship with their their parent or their daughter, like what can this podcast offer them in terms of like comfort? What can this podcast offer them in terms of insight? Um, mm-hmm. And kind of be helpful to people in that way in terms of like sharing our – it's not just like talking about ourselves the whole time. It's like hopefully by sh- talking about you being a working mom can help yeah, help me when whatever that day comes or help someone else who might be going through that. So I think the po- – I think like us here has really big potential because we're both really authentic and not really scared to put ourselves out there. No, clearly. But <laughs> – I also think <laughs> the creative forecast is going to be Liddy. <laughs> I don't know. I think the creative forecast is such a great idea because it is a free resource. It is something that I can see just being humongous. Mm-hmm. Social media is not going anywhere. Right. People are always going to be wanting to know what to post, trends, ideas. And me and you are a wealth of knowledge right. in that arena. And being able to share that with people. And that's also a part of socialize. Not that I don't, you know. Yeah, I think it all. And I, I would like to think that all of this feeds into the socialize community. And that yeah. what we're creating for people is a place to feel safe, to feel seen, to learn, and to be helped, and to feel a, a part of something. Mm-hmm. So I think that I with the creative forecast giving everybody the confidence each week and the ideas that will develop the community that feeds into socialize and and we're going to see where that goes and I I I want to go I want to go to the moon and beyond. All right. What so do you think? I agree. Okay. So what's the best part of working together? Oh. Okay. I'm going to say the best part of working with you 
is the fact that I would choose you if you were not family <laughs> because you have every piece of skill set, every bit of talent that I would choose in a in the perfect partner, which is crazy. When I think about the things that you um, come up with and your, you know, your ideas are always like so on point. And then the way that you give me comfort <laughs> as a partner. So when I'm spiraling and I'm like, uh, I don't know if this is going to work, you have a way of bringing me back down to earth. Mm -hmm. And I I mean, I hope I do the same for you. I know we have a different relationship. Maybe I do that for you more as a mom <laughs> than a than a you know partner. But I think that's what you do for me is is really that that giving me peace because I know that we both know what we're doing and we're both so strong in our skill set. Mm -hmm. Do you want to ask me now? Yes. What do you love work about working with me? Okay. My favorite thing about working, obviously, all the time. Okay. <laughs> Be careful. My favorite thing about working with you, the best part of working with you is not that we just get to spend more time together, but you give me the creative freedom that no other boss company client has ever been able to give me. Like, and you know why that is? Why? Because I believe in you. Yeah, you trust I me. I trust you. Yeah. yeah. I've had bosses and clients, they've trusted me, obviously, but it's different. Like, Coming up with this podcast, coming up with the branding, like yeah, coming up with the idea for the episodes and everything. You said this is yours, take it and run, do whatever you want. And I don't really ever get that unless uh. it's like a passion project. And there's not as much sometimes motivation to like go for a passion project as it is like something for work. So I think having like the creative freedom to really pursue my strong suits and like new creative alleys is the best part. Oh my God, I'm so happy because you don't know, it's incredible f for me to have you as a partner. So yeah. cool. thank you. You're welcome. Yours truly. Helen and Julie. <laughs> I think that's our ending. I know. <laughs> okay. Don't forget to follow us on our channels. So I am at The Mothership with a U on TikTok. Julie is at Truly Julie without an E. So it's T-R-U-L-Y-J-U-L-I. And together we are HelloSocialize.com, working to bring you all the teachings, the trends, the creative forecasts weekly to share with you so that you can make your content journey easier. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>